This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. That in our background is Peter Torch uh, coming through there with Legalize It. And uh, this is where uh, we thought this song is really, really fitting uh, for this particular conversation uh, that we're bringing for you uh, this morning in this stretch of uh, the hour. Uh, this is where uh, we go into uh, developments around uh, the cannabis bill and how are we seeing a parliament uh, tend to move in this particular uh, regard. So I told you that uh, this is one bill that has been before uh, the House uh, since 2018, uh, the Cannabis uh, for Private Purpose purpose Bill. There have been a lot of talks around this bill. There have been a push to ensure that people are allowed to, uh, you know, more or less have marijuana in their own private spaces and we see them uh, using it for purposes such as uh, medicine and uh, the likes. Uh, So we're seeing a parliament uh, moving uh, to really give this bill uh, the green light. They've adopted it uh, on Tuesday, and we thought, hey, uh, let's get a reaction uh, this morning uh, from uh, the Marijuana Board of South Africa. Uh, we're speaking this morning uh, to the General Secretary of uh, the organization, also a cannabis activist. Uh, this being Rasta Kuno, Rasta Tapelo, Stephen Kuno, no stranger to these airwaves. And we're speaking him, uh, to him this morning uh, all the way to uh, 2 o'clock. So uh, we're hearing, uh, you know, Rasta uh, uh, Peter Tosh there. Uh, saying uh, legalize it. Uh, we're seeing a lot uh, coming out uh, then of, of movement uh, that uh, coming out of South Africa over the years uh, where activists are concerned like yourself, where you've been pushing to ensure that indeed as a country we legalize it uh, in its entirety. We're seeing a little bit of movement uh, this week uh, coming from Parliament where uh, we're seeing uh, the uh, Cannabis for Private Purposes bill is concerned. Uh, this bill uh, just uh, being adopted uh, by those uh, in the House. Uh, what is your reading of uh, how we are moving as a country uh, since this bill has been before Parliament uh, since 2018 and you've been pushing uh, to ensure uh, that it gets uh, the attention uh, that it, it deserves? There's a little bit of a movement uh, in this uh, particular uh, regard. Welcome to the show. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you to Power. Uh, once again, this is the voice of Stephen Tabalukuno from Marijuana Board of South Africa. And uh, uh, quite sometimes, <laughs> one yeah. has to say, uh, in the cannabis industry, uh, and one has to respect the man like King Garrett Prince, uh, who had made sure that through Prince 1, Prince 2, and Prince 3, which was on the 18th of September 2018, uh, we saw the the judgment there by Raymond Zondo uh, that gave government two years uh, to change the law. So, which means it was uh, between uh, 2018 and 2020 where we were expecting government that uh, could have uh, made law. Uh, nonetheless, uh, government has uh, failed to to put in the the law. And as you can see now, they bring this, uh, we call it the exhausted bill because uh, it's a piece
of legislation that just came as a way to show that the government, they don't have a plan, they just want to push it into the people. Mm. And yeah, that's where, where, where we are. And uh, let's talk about it and let's see mm. uh, what it has brought us. Yeah, I mean, also when you look at it, uh, what was the main, uh, you know, drive or the main idea uh, behind uh, the cannabis for private purposes bill? Uh, and and what what does this bill uh, then say? Maybe for those that don't know, uh, they're hearing that uh, there've been greater pushes and greater movement uh, within uh, this particular space. Uh, what does this bill uh, then mean? Uh, does it mean that uh, you know when you look at it, it will still be solidified? Uh, by the president into an act uh, and then uh, when it's an act uh, then people can uh, use marijuana in their uh, private uh, spaces uh, without anyone uh, having to complain yes uh, of course uh, that's what the the bill seeks to do uh, it is a very myopic scope only mm. to look at the the private use instead of using uh, the opportunity to look at the entire scope of uh, cannabis commercialization, which this bill did not touch on. The bill did not recognize the fact that uh, adults have a right to buy cannabis and they did not look into the supply chain of cannabis. They did not look into the value chain of cannabis. Uh, They just said... uh, if you want to plant it, if you want to use it, you must plant it. Now you tell me, what is other commodity that is treated like cannabis? For example, all of us eat tomatoes, but are we all planting those tomatoes or cabbages and so on? And what about those ones who cannot plant for themselves? So uh, the government has lost an opportunity again to to reroute and to 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 be on point. But what mm-hmm. does this mean? We have seen the so-called cannabis Pakisa action lab that was called by the president. Uh, after the Pakisa action lab, there were Pakisa resolutions uh, that included the South African police uh, declaring that they will no longer arrest people for cannabis. If they suspect you, they will write you a letter to appear in court. But still, the South African police continue to arrest our people and mm-hmm. shake them for bribe. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have tapes of the likes of Colonel Nel Mukwena, who was shaking another brother for bribe somewhere in bread. I have him on tape. He was asking for bribe. He said he must send money uh, to PEP, uh, account almost 10,000 rand. Then when I rebuked him, uh, the suspect uh, was was his case was delayed in court. So the the police and the justice system they have not repented. Uh, they are still as wicked as they are, more wicked than the apartheid system. Yeah, So what will the president do? There will be a bill promulgation. Uh, by the president, and that will uh, uh, move forward into the amendment of the Drug and the Drug Trafficking Act, whereby uh, cannabis will be descheduled uh, from the uh, Drug and Trafficking Act, mm. 
uh, be moved out, and the next step will be the rescheduling of marijuana in the Medical Act, because you'll remember it's two laws, is the Drug and Trafficking Act and the Medical Act that was uh, draconial. And then lastly, we will see the formation of the Responsible Adult Use Market. Remember, the responsible adult use market is the biggest market, over 42% of all uh, the the billions that they claim uh, cannabis will make. Uh, 42% it comes from the responsible adult use uh, market, of which <clears throat> what we we have done in terms of uh, short-term regulatory reform, which is the the regulatory sandbox that the IKS community take a resolution at Pagisa, that uh, those IKS communities that attended Pagisa, that they they requested that they must gather together and build up this monster called the IKS sandbox and form part of that uh, short-term regulatory reform. So what does the regulatory sandbox uh, do? It places a marijuana board in a good space because uh, now the universities, such as your uh, University of Northwest, uh, which has the IKS director, Dr. Mateo Kweitiwe, and they have the extraordinary researcher, Dr. Tandega Kunene, who are now developing what we call the IKS Ntango permit. So... We have signed a letter of intent with the Northwest University, uh, including uh, institutions such as the uh, Rasta Teams, um, your Soweto Banyard, uh, your, your, your HOH7 investments, and other, other companies. We came together and we signed this agreement with the a university, uh, I mustn't forget the THO, the Traditional Health Organization. And then we therefore formed a team mm. that is leading this uh, IKS in Tango. Uh, as we speak in, 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 in KZN, we have almost 600 applicants uh, who will be planting the indigenous uh, strains that are found in Rende or the so-called Ukashamba municipality. So, and we have more uh, applications that we 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 we, we did find uh, around the country, uh, generally from uh, various communities of interest uh, who are interested in in the cannabis and who supported the idea of the IKS in Tango, which is a, a program of protecting our land race and development, our indigenous communities, especially those who are in the rural area. So that is basically what we are currently doing mm. and it's starting to form shape. Uh, let me thank Kosiya uh, mm. at, 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 at Northwest who has uh, allocated 100 hectares of, of land so that uh, we could do this IKS uh, sandbox uh, to show people that uh, it is possible, uh, even under the circumstances of the, of the bill, uh, the harsh bill as it is, but in a regulatory sandbox, 
people won't be treated the same as uh, the deal itself. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that this this movement uh, where that is concerned. And and just before I let you go, Arasta, how, how do would you actually envision it as the marijuana board of South Africa? What would make you happy uh, around uh, this legalizing uh, process? Uh, and and how then uh, South Africa would see itself channing uh, its relationship uh, with the use of cannabis or marijuana? Uh, what would make you sleep at night if we are saying? Uh, all is said and done. All the bills have been passed in their acts now and uh, the likes. And we are living in a South Africa that is free and fair for everyone uh, that is here, even those uh, that are, uh, you know, cannabis and marijuana uh, users. So when you when you look at uh, uh, just this entire value chain and where we find ourselves, what would make you happy? Uh, first is to franchise the disenfranchised. Yeah. Uh, South African government, under the Dacha Act, disenfranchised the majority of black people when it comes to cannabis, to an extent that even our people forgot how they used to live with this planet. So the first step will be, one, go to, to Hoshimamburu. There are over 22 soldiers, warriors who died during Indian Zango in the 1950s, right? Go and exhume those people in in, 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 in Hoshimamburu, right? Reparate the pains that was caused by these Daha Act, you know? Because it is not fair that other people are now in a commercial space while our ancestors are still crying and asking where are the children who were killed for crimes. So that is very, very critical that government needs to to look into. Uh, If there are no such things, uh, there won't be peace in this uh, cannabis uh, industry. Uh, And one one other thing that that is also key is that uh, there will be money as we speak, my brother, that they will be saying is going back to national treasury because uh, the, 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 the officials have failed to deliver. So it is that money that Marijuana Port is saying, it must be uh, 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 diverted into this sector, one of the 14 sectors that government said it is priority sector, mm. you know? Mm. And how do you call the cannabis sector the priority sector when you do not have any means of funding for it? I mean, uh, I'm speaking at the high echelons of government, at the DTIC, uh, at, the, at the science and innovation level. There are no funds for businesses that are in cannabis. For example, business that are like us, Marijuana Board, who serves the community. The liquor board is funded by government. All these sports that you see in the country are funded, partially funded by government. But when it comes to Canada, the, the government officials will always tell you that uh, the cannabis sector is not organized. No, man. It is them who makes us look disorganized. We are highly organized and if they could fund us appropriately, 
and support us, then mm. they will see change. Yeah, no. Uh, let's just hope uh, for the best, uh, and I'm hoping that at least uh, we find peace uh, for those uh, that died there uh, in that Mpienzango, and we tend to see uh, just uh, this sector boom uh, the way that it should, uh, and not commercialized, but in any way recognized uh, for its impact here and its potential. Uh, looking at a whole lot of issues that were even mentioned there uh, by uh, Peter Tosh, where he was talking about the medical benefits and everything else uh, that comes through uh, the legalization of uh, marijuana. I want us to leave it here uh, for this morning. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Arasta Tapelo. It's always uh, you know, a pleasure to speak to you, and we're hoping that one day uh, we'll get it right. No, thanks a lot uh, to all the UNISA PhD candidates. Don't forget, uh, we are meeting uh, to enjoy ourselves, the fruits of ourselves, because mm. these candidates come a long way. And to prove to the country to say cannabis is a big thing. So we'll be gathering with them, uh, thanks to Dr. Nematozi, uh, for leading such a powerful team. Really, South Africa will see great moments now, especially as we enter the fields of research, mm. so that we could uh, put facts onto the table, like the whole issue of uh, smoking and driving. Is it wrong to smoke cigarette and drive? Yeah, that's a, a topic for another day. Rasta, I want us to leave it here uh, for this morning. So thank you very much for your time. Rasta, uh, Stephen Kuno, Tapelo, Stephen Kuno there uh, joining us. Uh, and yeah, is it wrong to smoke and drive? You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.